Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Good, uh, Guten Morgen. E- equinox. Good Equinox. Happy Solstice. We're still here, nothing's been blown up yet. It's the fucking Lost Art Podcast. And we're back again. How are you? And we have an absolute baller of a podcast for you. Hey, it's a little belter. It's a wee belter. Um, this one, we've been working on for ages. This is up there in top five researchers I've ever done. Uh, Lost Songs was the hardest one I ever did. Yeah. But this, this, was a, this was a fucking tough one as well, yeah. Lost Songs was like something you had to do in college. It's just, it, was <laughs> yeah. pain, it was fucking painful. Like It was so really moving actual painful. Moving my closer, you moving so, your, your macro so bone. Your bar is as thick as my bar. Yeah, trying to figure out. Here's the problem. You can do all the tests in the world, but when you hit record... Sometimes it gets a little bit fucky. Happy birthday, girl. That is exactly my birthday today, yeah. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday to me. I got loads of presents. What did you get? I got, uh, I got, uh, I got a Batman badge. I got a Darth Vader badge. I got a lightsaber game. Oh, I did. deadly. I actually got a lightsaber game, um, <laughs> which I haven't played yet. I'm not going to ask you what age you are. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um... I got a lightsaber game. It's like a Man virtual child, reality thing. Look at the state you're in. Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me you would not play a no, virtual reality lightsaber I, game? I just, I've started to dress slightly more older, but I'm still into all the same mm. stupid fucking kid as shit. I still play fucking Sonic the Hedgehog on me. Of course. Still, don't care. For real. Who actually gives a shite? I'll give a shite next year when I hit like a, a, a substantial number. Yeah. For now, I've got a year worth of fucking... Yeah. Bullshit left of me. So explain today's uh, okay. podcast. So today we're doing Ripped Off. Now, this is most certainly going to be a volume one. Um, yeah. You could do you could do this forever. But these are 12 songs that we think lifted a substantial amount from another song. Yeah. So we are kind of breaking the our... The essence. They, they, they fucking siphoned the essence. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> And inhaled it. So what we're going to do in this one, we're going to do, we're going to do things a little bit different. So first of all, you will probably notice that the playlist is twice as long. That's because we wanted to give you the ripoff and the original. Okay. Now, as well as that, we're going to try something different. We could get in a lot of trouble over this. Yeah, we could get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> um, we, the, the law is, is, uh, dubious about this. It is. It's a bit gray. Yeah. We are going to try and play a little section of the song. Now, we're not going to do it properly. Um, we're just going to literally hold an iPad up to a microphone to give yeah. you the idea. I want to see if we get away with that before we start yes. getting technical. There's no point in setting up a big technical thing and all of a sudden we're hit with yeah. a fucking... Uh... We, we had planned on running lions in and doing all this th- nonsense and headphones, but we're not going to do that. We're just going to do caveman style for now. If yeah. it does work out and we don't end up going to jail and I don't get another letter off Dr. Dre, yeah. um, he's not in this, by the way, thankfully. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't need another letter off Dr. Dre. Oh, that's amazing. Um, for downloading 2001. Um, <laughs> that was not a good day. I tried to explain that to my mother. Uh, Today was a good... Uh, that was a joke, wasn't it? Yep. Oh, sorry. Uh, even though it wasn't him, but however. I know, yeah. But cute. same job. <laughs> um, One of the lads from NWA. Exactly. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, MC Ren. <laughs> do you ever know... If you go back and listen to all the NWA songs... Not all of them, because most of them are shy. But listen to the first album, and maybe the second album. If you were to do the swear counter every time MC Ren raps, it is outrageous. Every third word is fuck. Like, there's no content to his raps. It's just, yeah. fucking said this to the fuck, and then I went there, fuck this, fuck you. It's constant, just fuck, 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 to the point where you, if you made a drinking game out of it, you'd die. 
Die. Straight up die. <laughs> so we're, let's go straight into it here. Yeah. So I think what we'll do format-wise, I don't know, let's let's figure this out kind of on the, on the fly. Well, we? what we'll do is, right, we'll talk about it and then maybe halfway through talking about it, we'll play it and then mm. go back to talking about it again. So my first one is, it's not that bad, but it's one that always fucking irked me a little bit. It's uh, Feel It Still by Portugal Demand from 2017. I feel lifts a huge hook from Mr. Postman by the Marvelettes from mm. 1961. Now, Portugal Demand are like a fucking radio-friendly, safe American indie rock band from uh, Portland, Oregon. And um, even the guitarist, I think they're the band, the guy in the band, main guy, John Gorley, admitted that, okay, it's, it's slightly influenced the hook. And I do like this. I love both songs. I, to be honest with you, I do like Feel It Still. Yeah. But let's just have a little quick listen to their Portugal Demands. Okay. Now, come on to fuck that that's not Mr. Postman. Get out of town. Yeah, straight up. Now, it's, um, this was Marvelettes. This was the first ever Motel number one. Was it? Yep, there you go. The first ever number one. The first ever Motel number one. Very and cool. one of the first ever number ones for an all, uh, female trio or cool. female uh, Motown band at all um, they were all school friends they weren't manufactured by Gordy they were put together no, they were not they put together no they put themselves they put together themselves together in school very cool steadily. and uh, after a while they just all had families and broke up there's no weird horrible story about yeah. the, the Marvelettes they did their thing they were great Don't, I hope they got paid well don't know how Motown works yeah was there, was there is this just you picked out this uh, lift or is this a thing there was no. It's it's not it's known by everyone. Yeah, it's, but there was no court uh, case. No, absolutely not. Because I don't. I honestly think that the way the chord changers are in feel it still straight away would get them away with it if there mm. was any. It's not. I don't know. It's it's one of those weird ones that's very hard in court. You see some stuff getting away, with it, and we'll talk about the ones yeah. that got away with it. Yeah. Um, in court, it's very. You need to be really, really stealing a huge lump of, yeah. and they break it down. They get musical experts in yeah. to break down. Musicologists, the, uh, musicologists. Called, yeah. What the fuck? That's us. Not really. No, no. You'd have to know. You'd have to know what C major, <laughs> whatever that chord minor, is. Yeah. Minor scale is. <laughs> and they break it down to that, and they put it in the key. Now these songs are in a slightly different key, um, and they're completely different there. Speeds as well, yeah. but um, Marvelettes were—they've been sampled with loads of people, Jay Z, and loads mm. and loads of rappers. But this is my this is my tamest one I picked, and yeah. I started off with my tamest one. And I used to hate this song because it was like that's Mr. Postman. But then because I'm in working and playing the song a lot, I'm like it's actually not a bad little song. Mm. It's grand, it's fine, and it does its own little thing. And I was a bit, a bit of a different groove to it. Yeah, I'll give it to them. It's it's, it's that little that little hooky bit and the kind of that little key change. Like yeah, it's 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 not. Superly mad, blatant, but you're, yeah, you're dead right. Like the hook is the, the hook it's is definitely there. there. Like so, that's uh, that's that one. There's not a huge amount of that because there's yeah. no there's no there's no court case to talk about. There's no uh, accusations of plagiarism by the media and people mm. like me. <laughs> so mm. who's your first one? My first one is. Oh, hang on, I better get these ready. Yeah, line yours up there. Um, um, line mine up, should I say? Um, uh, this one, <laughs> everything involved in this one is just fucking. Stupid, right? Uh, this is Avril Lavigne, and the song is Girlfriend. Yeah. Now, what I will say is that this Girlfriend, if it is a rip, I'm not entirely sure if it is a lift, right? Okay? I I think, honestly, that this is this may be just a case of kind of shitty pop music just eating itself. Yeah, right? I get you, because... Uh, 
Like, no, no, it's definitely influenced, but, but I know what you yeah. mean. Like, it's not... Um, no, there's two songs. It's, it's, it's not like some sort of crazy middle-aged prog breakdown. They go, oh, God. Yeah. No, for no. No. Yeah, anyone could have done this by accident. 100%. What you're trying to say, so yeah. it's Avril Lavigne, Girlfriend, and I think, I think the biggest lift from it is Tony Basil, Mickey, right? Now, there's also... There was, she looks like she could lift a Mickey. Weren't, weren't, not anymore. Um, oh, oh. Oh. She's ancient, like. Oh, yeah. no, she's still lifted. Um, he's not that heavy. Well, hey, <laughs> speak for yourself. Wah, 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 wah. People will complain a lot about Avril Lavigne's song Girlfriend being more of a lift of the Rubinos, I Want to Be Your Boyfriend. Okay? Oh, yeah. The chorus, right. it's not identical, but it's not a million miles away either. It's. Uh, it, this kind of turned into it. This, this got real fucky real quick, this song. It, 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 there's a weird kind of. There's levels to it. So her manager is a guy called Terry McBride. And it's a good old Irish name. Isn't it? Yeah, Terry McBride. Sounds like a taxi man. Yeah. Is Terry working today? No. Oh, um, so what happened was uh, Avril and her crew were brought to court by the Rubinos, right? They weren't brought to court by Tony Basil. It was the Rubinos that brought them to court. And they settled out of court for an undisclosed sum. So Avril essentially, not lost, but decided, fuck it, you can, you can have it. No, she didn't. She did not decide anything. Her fucking manager and her crew and posse and songwriters, whatever the fuck, yeah. they were the ones. Now, he said Terry McBride said it's more of a copy of "Got Off My Cloud" by the Rolling Stones, right? Jesus, you don't want to fucking mention them, in it? <laughs> yeah, they'll come after you. Exactly, like the Verve. He himself said this is the story. Now, around the exact same time, Avril Lavigne posted on her MySpace page. Remember MySpace? Remember that? Posted up uh, a link to uh, the Ramones doing I Want to Be Your Boyfriend. Saying, like, this song is loads, like, my song, Girlfriend. Like, it, isn't that a weird defense when you start throwing up other things you ripped off? But that's exactly <laughs> what it seemed to be. Was I that, didn't rip off that. I ripped off this. Yeah. But it seemed to be what they were doing was they just start naming songs about boyfriends and girlfriends oh, and just right. flinging them out Saturate online. the market. Yeah, that's a good 100%. idea. 100%. That's it, yeah. So uh, her manager, Terry, he hired a musicologist in order to kind of try and escape prosecution. And uh, they came back, uh, the musicologist came back citing key changes and no differences and, yep. and structure and whatever, you know, this placement is wrong. Like, realistically, even if you were to play, if you were to do a cover of a song and you, you heard somebody to nitpick it, they'd find something, there's yeah. a slight tempo difference, you know, they kick in half a beat earlier on this chorus or whatever You're better is. off hiring your musicologist when you're writing the song. Yeah. What can I get away yeah. with? Yeah, pretty much. Now, th- th- here's the issue. The Ruben was really, like, they, they don't really have a claim to it, right? They won, they got money, but like, there's a thousand fucking songs about boyfriends and girlfriends and wanting to be a girlfriend and not liking your boyfriend. And That's like, all pop songs. It's a mad common theme, right? Yeah. And no doubt when you're dealing with pop music, like the Rubinos, you go and look at them, they, I think their, their second or third most popular song is called Revenge of the Nerds. Like, and yeah. that nails it. Like, you want well, to see what these lads look like. Give a little, a little spin we'll there, right? So this is Avril Lavigne's this is Avril. girlfriend. You need a new one, and yeah. she means her. She does mean her, but Tony Basil just wants to make. She's after one thing. Oh, they're very close. Like, it's just the same nonsense. Like I said, I do believe this is simply a case of pop eating pop. Pop will eat itself, right? <laughs> but I do believe that is honestly a case of this. I think it's just the the gene pool is so fucking thin and small yeah. that after a while. It, uh, there's going to be loads of common themes and I guarantee you whoever whatever songwriter wrote that Avril Lavigne 
fucking song for her, they thought they'd stumbled upon something glorious. You yeah. Know? Um, or if they did know it was a lift, exactly. If they did know it was a lift, when they played it for Avril and our manager, they looked at her and went like, "Stone Cold here, we're on it." Yeah, winner. But again, it's just, it's just to be fair, both of the both and of you those. You start with the same word though. They they both start with "Hey," and not just everybody involved in this. Avril Lavigne, the Rubinos, fucking. Uh, Tony Basil all of them should probably just fuck off into a big fire <laughs> really like and let's not never mention any of these songs so again. the only court case they're was all the shite right, right. Uh, it, it got into court but it was settled out of court because once you're settling in court you're talking about big boy dollars yeah so they'll just turn around and say listen, listen lads you're the Rubenos for fuck's sake like, you know yeah. well, who are you there's, there's a tenner you know what I mean up. here's a meatball marinara with Subway and a tenner and they have bus fare home good luck you know, and a cafe Nero thing with four, <laughs> yeah, four stamps, on, stamps it. on it. Yeah, exactly. But that was uh, Avril Lavigne and Tony Basil, also including the Rubenos, and slightly for a little guest cameo, the Ramones. Who's yeah. your next one? My next one is Childish Gambino uh, song. This is America from 2018. This song was huge. The video is yeah. phenomenal. It's a fantastic video where he kind of takes the pose of Jim Crow at the start yeah. of the, the video, and it is a really shocking video, and it's really really important. It's a great video, which is why the person who the whole world went, oh, mate, that's a lot like Jace Harley, who had a song American Pharaoh two years earlier. Yeah. He initially didn't really want anything to do with Rao. So I can read his four statement as a really well put together <coughs> statement. And it's what you would do. I think what happened was he he saw what how important this could be. Yeah. So it's him. Childish Gambino's huge. Yeah. You know, and he just, this made him, this definitely made him musically a lot bigger. Yeah. So at the time... Uh, when the news st- started to kind of surface, uh, Harley went on, I think it might have been Twitter, and he said that he felt extremely humbled that it was being used and it serves, uh, the popular song serves a huge uh, purpose now. And uh, he urged fans not to dilute the message of Gambino's version, which was important. However, this, this, this is when we listened to the two of them, actually. But... But then after a while, I think after that, he was expecting a little bit of a response from someone from Gambino's no camp. No one. And that's when things turn nasty. Yeah. I think, I'll tell you what happened. So I remember all this happening live because we were talking about it. Yeah. So it starts, see the problem with this is, right, these two, two, it's not just a bit of the song. The change in the two bits, these are two vastly different parts in the song. Yeah. It starts with kind of gospely kind of chants or gospely kind of singing and stuff like that. Then it drops to a really bass yeah. driven hip hop song. Trap, trap so, beat, yeah. so if you steal one part of a song, and that goes into a second part of the song. It's super noticeable. So we'll have a listen to Mr. Gambino's one. So you know that. You know. Now let's take a listen to American Feral. Okay. The start is very similar. Stop. It's over. Ah, stop, yeah. though. That's too yeah. too much for me. Yeah. That's not a mistake. No, that's... Because, now, because it's not one part. It's one yeah. vastly different part going into another vastly different The entire concept part. is lifted. Now, let's be brutally honest here. Childish Gambino is famous for this. Yeah, because... He's, he's a, a famous he's, he's lifter. Had a, he's had a few bits that have been questionable. Yeah, a famous lifter. But it's probably not even him. He's off doing his own thing and he course, gets the producers in the studio. 100%. Yeah. He's out acting, doing his own thing. Yeah. And he's got whatever pals or guys he's employed to do the production and make the beats from. He comes back 
they play him fucking... We talked about this on a previous podcast. You know, when you're really busy, you ain't got time to keep your fingers on all the points. Yeah, so you're just, just going to show up. Yeah, and he's doing, like, solo. He's doing a, a brilliant film. Mm. He's doing uh, Atlanta, the TV show. Brilliant. Exactly. He's, he's, he's a busy a guy. Yeah. So he shows up, and they play him this stuff. And he goes, fucking hell, that's amazing. Yeah. And if he's not listening to, like... Cause let's be honest, this American Pharaoh song, nobody knew what the not fuck really. that was before that. this came out. Enough for a few people to go, I, I, yeah. I, When that was announced, all I was reading was, I know this guy, um, the, the American Pharaoh guy, what's his fucking name? J- Jace Harley, Harley? Yeah. Jace Harley? Like, I know he's a big God guy. Yeah, and, and a lot of it is to do with, like... The same way the, the, the initial message of Childish Gambino's one is to do with, have a quick look at America. Mm. And it's it's being young in America, exactly. and being black in America. Exactly, the that's, concept that's his, is the yeah. same. Yeah. yeah. So lyrically, the concept is the same. Musically, they use the exact same concept as well. Like that. That to me, that's unforgivable. It's too much. It's so completely unforgivable. So he had an absolute one hundred percent U turn, and his response after was violent. I've never heard. This is a call out of all call outs. He goes, oh, "It's almost like the house slave heard the chants from the field." He took the song back with him and sung it to the house. But instead of trying to liberate the people in the field, he just got a bigger room in the house. Ooh. Ooh. That's fucking... Ooh. That's getting that's getting sticky that's now. That's nasty. Yeah. But it's fucking... That's how he felt. And I think it was because there was no recognition from the Gambino camp. Yeah. So... Um, if they had a came out or offered him a few quid or whatever. Yeah. Or not, yeah, maybe he wouldn't even want to quit. He just goes, listen, if he had to come out and go, listen, yeah, I, I just realised that I did subconsciously rob that, but, you know, we're all pushing for the same thing yeah. here. Didn't say anything Here's at 5%, all. Here's 5%, whatever. Even, it might not have been, might have been looking for money, I don't know, but what, I, he I really, think, what he really needs to do is just say something. Say something. I think, to be honest with you, I think the only way to make these things work is to throw a few quid of them. It's the only way to make stuff it go Definitely, in, in this podcast, you will see that that's what makes things stop. Yes. Money is lovely. Oh, I'm mad at the money. I am absolutely me. a big fan of, of the money. Big fan. But, uh, it, w- it would make me happy. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Like, it would buy me happiness. There's a lot of the cases in this where we, where they still are adamant that it wasn't a rip-off, but we're giving, you, mo- we're giving, but we're giving you money anyway. Yeah. Just to, to stop talking to about stop it. Talking about yeah. it. He came out again, uh, Harley, and said, I just want to say congratulations to him as a young black man that's trying to be successful in America. I'm happy that he's made it. I'm happy for him. But this is terrible for the culture and it's not good for hip hop. Mm. And I have to sort of understand where he's coming from with, because it's too close to it. That's really yeah. just shockingly close. Uh, Glover's management came out and said, denied any plagiarism. Really? Uh, the collaborators that he worked on as producers said that that song had been three years old and they had the Pro Tools files to Fuck back off. it up. Um, I don't think Jace Harley has any interest in going to court or anything like that. He just yeah. wanted to call out and go. He wanted a nod. That's all. Just wanted Give a nod, him maybe. A nod. I think that's really all it was, man. Yeah. I think he just wanted something to go right. How can you talk about? That's it. That's re- just it then. Because realistically, you think think about if he had got like a positive nod of Childish Gambino and his fucking group, like that would have done wonders for him as an artist. Yeah, of course it would. You know, just, instead of being ignored, the that, fact the that, fact that, that he just thought that he's just another part of the musical machinery now yeah and that's what that can that's fuck what, off that's what got him so uh, that's my that's one of my most strongest ones because it's too close the two yeah. different parts are like night and day yeah and then to repeat that exact change yeah. nah who's your next one my next one is a uh, it's one of the more kind of famous lifts, but it's also one not that many pe- people talk about for some reason um, yeah I knew about this one actually only yeah. only 
only in the last few years. Did, did, yeah, this is an odd one. This is George Harrison, my sweet lord, versus uh, the chiffons. He's so fine. Now, uh, my sweet lord came out in 1970, and he's so fine came out in 1962. Okay, so the the year is not it's not miles off, considering that like it would have been. They were doing balls deep in the Beatles when this uh, He's So Fine by the Chiffons was, would have been a song, you know. What year was it again? 70? Uh, 1970 for My yeah. Sweet Lord and 1962 for Beatles, He's So Fine. Weirdly enough, Beatles were actually broke up then. That's mad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. How fucking mad is that? So what happened was there was the lawsuit was filed in 1971. Oh, we got our first lawsuit? Yeah. So, oh the, no, no, Alvin Levine was sorry, yeah, yeah, but, but that was set. This I don't know which way this goes. Yeah. So the lawsuit was filed in 1971, but it didn't go to trial until 1976. All right. Now this is real fucked up. While the trial is ongoing, this fucking this is mad. That trial did not end. It's, it was first put in 1971. The trial ended in 1998. Well, Harrison's enough money to drag that out. Apparently, one of the longest kind of back and forth, um, kind of lawful assassination cases in history, wow. and it changed all of the way copyright law is approached. Oh, so this is the, the US. important one. This is a fucking big one. Now, while the lawsuit was going on, the chiffons went off and they recorded a load of versions of My Sweet Lord. Right, they should have just done just a show. They should have just come come together and all the Beatles songs, <laughs> loads of them, just keep kept bang about. Well, you hear how this is resolved in the end. It's the dirtiest fucking a knife fight maneuver. No, because he has to take on four of them. Worse than a knife fight. Okay? okay, so Harrison admits similarities in his autobiography. Right, he says, "Oh yeah, well I listened to it and I suppose it's kind of close enough." Shut the fuck up. Right, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like I said, the Shivans recorded a version just to highlight the similarities. Right, like when they were playing their music while singing his lyrics, oh, and then that's, back, a good, that's a good move, right? And then they done it backwards again, and all the whole bang. Head so, backwards. Yep. Paul well, is the dead. Song backwards. Paul is dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so a judge rules that he was guilty of subconscious plagiarism. Right now, after this, subconscious plagiarism. That's going to say that's a, such a broad term, yeah, but that becomes a massive term in copyright law from that point onwards to the point where it's used an awful lot more. Right, in the future. Yeah. Have you ever robbed something by accident? No. Well, you're I've robbed punk, on purpose. Like. You're in punk music. You have to accidentally have robbed. It's There's only probably. three cards to mix around. You're going to hit the same one. I personally use the fourth one every now and again. I know I have stolen from Nine Inch Nails once a year. But then I play it to people and they go, I get this inkling. It sounds like something to go, Nine Inch Nails. So, uh, well, you hear how this, this ends. Okay. A judge rules Harrison has to pay one and a half million, okay, <laughs> to the chiffons. Tony says, listen, you have to pay them fucking yeah. million and a half just to get this sorted. Harrison's manager turns around and buys the publishing house that owned the rights <laughs> to the chiffons. He's so fine, right? Power Boys move. Him, right? Power move. All of a sudden now owns the rights to that fucking song. And their songs. And oh! <laughs> He still had to pay, but he only had to pay half a million in like personal damages to those guys, as opposed to one and a half million. It's pretty decent for that time, isn't it? Oh, well, 1998 this was. Oh, it's not great. Yeah, this is when it finishes. Yeah, no, still not great. Yeah, that's not great. Still not great. But yeah, his manager turns around and buys the publishing house and gains the rights to the songs and fucking, there's ha- throw half a million at them personally, but legally they have no standing anymore. And that's it. Now, like I said, given the, the kind of relative time period between when 
George would, would have been on the road with the Beatles and playing gigs with loads of different people and then the time he would have had to kind of settle on making his own album. Also, a fucking little side fact, this is the the first ever Beatles solo project to go and, number one. And the best one. Probably the best. The, 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 the album version of it's too long, but the radio cut, yeah. which is this one, that's on the playlist. Is, is oh no, but the, the, this album is the best yeah. Beatles uh, solo project. Um, it's It's conceivable that it was an accident like i don't know it's it's pretty blatant but it's not so super obvious it's not as obvious as i don't as that think, so, I think no i think the, the main hook is the main hook yeah the other one but i think there's so much going on in the rest of the song that doesn't sound like it at all yeah i, I think it's just like i said i think he might have actually done it accidentally yeah like just because that that music is like, there would have been so much of it. It would have been so popular with groups like the Beatles at the time that it definitely might have just burrowed its way well, into let, his head. Well, let's have a quick listen to it there. Yeah. So this is George Harrison's. The main hook is coming back in, isn't it? Do you play the main bit? That's it there. So this is the shift for yeah, the shift fans. It really is similar. When you're getting the when you're getting the notes and the the vocal melody as yeah. well, you can only take one or the other. Yeah. Well, he says he doesn't. I would kind of believe him on that. He's great. See, talk about one of the best. He's a super songwriter. I just the similarities are there. I think that yeah. he, I, I do believe that it is an actual subconscious thing. I think it's a lift, but I don't know if you've done it on purpose. I don't think if you're on the Beatles, you have to lift anything. No, you see, he, some of his stuff is absolutely incredible. Like I said in the last podcast, he's my favourite Beatle. And uh, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt, but at least he came out and admitted it in some shape or form that it was, and at least it got sorted. He said similarities, they got a few quid. He went, he, well, his manager went about it in a scummy way to get out of paying all that money. That but whatever, yeah. you have to do what you have to do. That's like... That's like not paying your bill in Eddie Rockets and going, right, well, let's buy this Eddie Rockets then. Exactly, yeah. Live by the scumbag, <laughs> die by the scumbag. Uh, who is your next one? My next one is, this is kind of a, this is a fairly popular one, to be honest with you. Um, this is Danny California. By I'm not going to lie to you, I did not listen to this because I cannot listen to them. Well, you probably know it. Who knows, maybe. So this is, this is an interesting one, though. This is one where the media got way more onto it than Tom Petty but we'll figure out why okay. um, I'm going to play this one early enough actually before I really get into this so this is Daddy California sorry if to have to play Red Hot Chili Peppers lives in a house a very big house that as well so you'll hear it oh it's up So let's just say what we got here, right? We've got that chord structure yeah. and the kind of groove and he starts talking about a girl. Her mama was this and her daddy was this. Right. This is a phenomenal song. So if you hyped it up with a bit more funky bass and you start yeah. singing these same lyrics. Then... Let it play. I was going to I said shit. Yeah. Sorry. So our sec- the, second, the second line is talking about her ma. 
Yeah. Mama was this and mm. daddy was this. Fuck off, lads. That is 100% a tea leaf. Yet another reason to hate them fucking assholes. I hate yeah. them so much. I, the, the, you see, I'm, I'm a big Tom Petty fan. And I first heard that coming out, I was like, and I was, that stadium arcade is a bag of shit as well. And I just went, sorry, I'll stop everyone there. Yeah. That's fucking Mary Jane's Last Dance by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh. Absolutely is. Because I wouldn't mind. The, the riff at the start, okay, get away with it. But he's all like, she was a girl down in Mississippi. Yeah. And he's like, she grew up in an Indiana town, yeah. had a good looking mama. Fuck off, lads. That yeah. is, you're, get, it's too close. You do two things. You not only stole a bit of the vocal melody and a bit and a lyrical theme at the start and the things like, yeah, I think people can get too big yeah. for their boots. Yeah, but they probably stopped listening to music. But that's, I, I, I assume there's a long, long time period between Tom Petty and that album. Like, I assume so. Like years, like that riff there also. Is, there that, is that sounds just, like Country House by Blur to me as well. It's it, got that same. Yeah, it does. So that's Tom Petty was one in '93, and I believe that. Uh, that Shite would be late Shite 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 one was 2006. Yeah, yeah. So, fuck them. Here's oh, the problem. Tom them. Petty would normally be, I think, the kind of cunt to go gung ho, taking that back. Yeah, but he didn't. No, no. He said um, he denied the rumors that he had planned to sue the Red Hot Chili Peppers at all because loads of people said he's going to sue them. He's like, yeah. no, no. He said, I seriously doubt that there is any negative intent there. A lot of rock and roll songs sound alike. Mm. Why did he say that though? Because I don't fucking think for a second Tom Petty would let that go. So here's an interesting one. Waiting for the Sun. I wonder can I find it here. Waiting for a Sun is a song that was released in 92 by the Jayhawks. A year before Mary Jane's Last Dance. Oh, right. So I was, I, I was just realised I can actually do this. Saving a find eh? The Jayhawks have a song called Waiting for the Sun. And the only problem is to try and link those together to Tom Petty. Yeah. I know it's only a year apart. Should have got this done quicker. <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't have it there anyway. But um, the problem is with this, waiting for the summer with the Jayhawks, the, uh, they toured with the Jayhawks on this tour. Oh, or, okay. Or the tour before. The tour before Mary Jane's Last Dance was released. They toured with the Jayhawks. It's not on Spotify. And, right, and not only that, the keyboard player, Ben Montrench, played, played on Waiting for the Sun, yeah. played on... Mary Jane's last dance. Ooh, okay, so maybe he didn't want to bring attention to it. Didn't then, want yeah. to bring any attention to it. Just went, no, 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 fine. It's all good. It's grand, it's grand, it's grand. But he wouldn't have got done really if the keyboard player was the keyboard player from the Jayhawks. Okay. So he goes, oh no, like some of that is keys. Yeah. So we have a keyboard player from the Jayhawks. It can't do us. Hmm. That's how I feel about mm-hmm. that anyway. That's interesting. That's really kind of weird. That's mad. I also, I have, I've won a little bit like that later on. And it's a, uh, it actually hurts to try and figure out the lineage of it. But that's, it's kind of mad in, in the sense that, uh, I was thinking at the time going, Tom Petty's at least his representatives would be going after that. But then if you listen to that song, Waiting for the Sun, it's the exact same yeah. chord structure. Start. The lyrics are not the same, thankfully. He's not talking about little girls down in California. Yeah. yeah, so he obviously just didn't want anybody looking into it anymore. Didn't want it. He gave us a little statement and said, no, done, see you later. Yeah. Okay. So um, fair enough. That's how that, that that's how that was resolved. Mm. It wasn't resolved, and it was just ignored. Mm. But that red actually representing. Yeah, that's a that's a lift. I wonder if some people look at their record label and people on the same one and go, "Well, I could get away with that because they're not going to sue their own." Maybe. Well, it depends on the publishing house and it depends publishing on their house, their because um, yeah. they, they might have a different publishing house from a label. Like the label, realistically, they're not as important as you think they are. You know, 
And um, what was that? That was. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm getting the next one lined up because the next one. I made such a gee bags of that one. That's all right. A gee bags. Yeah, I made a gee bags of that. That's okay. Um, right, you want my next one? I do want your next one. Right, uh, everybody involved in this needs to just fuck off. <laughs> um, it's Ed Sheeran. The song is Photograph, which was a huge song apparently. And uh, I only know Ed Sheeran songs because I had to end up playing them, and they're as sh- they're, yeah, they're not as bad as I thought they were, but they're, they're almost annoyingly middle of the road. Yeah, fucking. Um, it's Ed Sheeran Photograph versus uh, Mac Hardle and a song called Amazing. Now, <sighs> okay. We all know Mac Hardle. <laughs> well, Mac Hardle is a guy who won the X Factor years ago, all right? He so, won the shit out of that with a yeah. Biffy Claro song. Um, did he? He sang, he's covered a Biffy Claro song. Uh, I don't know. But he changed, he changed the uh, name of the song. Did he? he what's the name of it? Uh, when You Hit Me, Hit Me Hard, that song. They, they, they were great. I, I, Biffy Claro and them bands that were always kind of on the edge of my interest and I never went down. I think it's a song well, called they, Sex Style or Animal Style or something and it's fucking amazing. They went full pop. Like, mm. they started off as an ex- almost... Almost hardcore band. I remember at the start people talking about them like they were fucking hefty, heavy, yeah. and then they went into this kind of heavy indie music, which was you wouldn't even call it indie; you'd call it alternative rock. Yeah. And then they just decided to go. Do you know what? Let's write all these little nice songs. Yeah. But whatever. Pay the rent, lad. Pay, pay the, the rent. Fucking rent. Um, so yeah. Um, he won the X Factor. Max um, uh, Mac Hardle won the X Factor in two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Um, this song I think this Ed Sheeran song came out it could be 2016 I'm not sure um, I'm not sure um, but this song came out in 2012 this Mac Hardle song now the song is actually a nice little song now it was written by these two other guys um, I have the name written down somewhere but I don't think I can read my own writing so uh, Thomas <laughs> Thomas Leonard and Martin Harrington were the guys who wrote the song now there was a court case oh and it was settled out of court for an unknown amount Mac Hardle went on record and said, listen, this is nothing to do with me. He said, this is between songwriters. Yeah. Like, I'm just a singer. Yeah. Like, he literally put his hands up saying, Ed Sheeran, mate, you're the biggest cunt in the world right now. Like, yeah. you know, good and bad cunt. But, and let's, let's not be pointing the finger at me because I'm not the one bringing you to court. Now. Bring me on tour, you bring, bring me on tour, exactly. Now, Ed Sheeran has a songwriting partner. I didn't know this. Um, guy called Johnny McDaid, who's in Snow Patrol. Well, he's his fucking. That makes sense. All those yeah, middle of the road. That's his fucking. His fucking. Uh, his his songwriting. Pandering beige vanilla songs. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's Ed Sheeran and Johnny McDay that write a lot of these songs together. Um, Mac Hardle's posse, the songwriters and management company, blah blah blah. They tried to sue Ed for twenty million. Ooh, twenty. That million. song wouldn't have even made twenty it, million. Uh, that photograph song is fucking huge. It's you, which yeah, but oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. I'm so, thinking of the other one. Yeah, oh, no, the other one. No, I suppose it's whatever your the one makes it. Probably yeah, sell yeah, fuck yeah. forty copies at Christmas. Do you know what I mean? That type yeah. of thing. Um, yeah, he went on record saying it's nothing to do with me. This is literally a battle of songwriters. Like fucking these two guys wrote it, and he kind of backed out completely. Now the problem with these songs is that it's this is kind of generic singer songwriter stuff. Like. I couldn't. The, I was trying to listen through this and I couldn't find the hook. But you have it. You have it. I have it nailed there. there. Yeah, I have it done. It's the 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 verses, whatever, generic guitar-y moaning. The chorus is blatant. I loved you, but you left me. It's blatant. Like it's fucking again. Both of these lads need to just fuck off. Um, but this is a hundred percent. It's one hundred percent a lift. There's the 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 vocal melody is kind of a bit bit weird, and it, it it's put it on there. Press play for these people. And, and let them fucking hear it. Let's this do do Ed first. Ed's. So you can keep me 
Okay, now put on my cardle. Same. Am it's I wrong? Extremely similar, but yeah. it's also similar to a million other pop songs. Exactly. Yeah. But these things, these two things, are so close to each other in the same fucking genre. And, the, and as well as that, the, the vocal melody with the. It's it's just the same fucking now dullard melody. Gobshite music, yeah. Dullard music, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> it's difficult to make a voice and a guitar kind of interesting. Yeah. You know, um, uh, even if it is a singer songwriter, there has to be a full fucking. There has to be a full music behind it. It has to be different instruments and drums, and it has to have get some drive to it. Like, what's that Ed Sheeran song that's fucking everywhere, man? The Shape of You. Yeah, like that's do, not the worst do, song do, in the world. Do, do, do. Exactly, yeah. that's not the yeah. worst. He has a new song with Stormzy. Yeah, <laughs> why? I don't know. Oh, we know why for well, money for the Mons. Uh, he did one with Eminem as well, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Oh, he's, he'll, he'll just, he just wants to get himself out there. I think, to be fair to Ed Sheeran, he said he's retiring soon, so he wants to get as much money as possible. Yeah, he says he's knocking on the head. Not but he done that fucking, that, he done that tour earlier this year where we worked out how much money he made on it. We got, got inside notice on what his fee was for the gigs. Wow. And I, and I figured out what, what he would have made after doing this X amount of dates across Europe. And it was absolutely Disgraceful for a fucking arsehole with a guitar and a loop pedal. No band, no big Nothing. light show. Nothing. Just one. Just sap. a lad. Just a little sapling, little manling with a fucking guitar. Imagine and you're playing all these joint stadiums and all you're bringing is a little guitar. I mean, that's grand and all, but put, would you not put anything into the. Why would you bother? Why would you pay all these bricks? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. When you think about it, why would you fucking pay them? It's fucking stupid. Fuck, you know, I can't even hate him because he looks like a nice bloke. He actually does. I wish he fixed his fucking hair. I wish he wasn't. Got that Boris Johnson hair he has. Although by the end of Game of Thrones, he was the least of my worries. Yeah, to be fair, fucking garbage. Make me fucking cry. <laughs> um, Thank God we have the Witcher. Jesus Christ! Toss a coin. Shut to up! Your shut Witcher. up! Stop oh, it! You. Sorry. Stop. I will stop that now. Fucking that! That's what I get us doing in the algorithm. Not playing fucking old seventies shows because I was so accurate. Yeah, yeah. Spot on. Spot on. Spot on. Uh, I should have right. brought, brought me loot. You should have brought your flute. Um, what's your next one? My next one is one that there was a big long card case for, and that is Viva La Vida by Coldplay 2008. Supposedly, and I probably You're agree. knocking it out of the park, by the way, with these last two, I have to say. Bandwise, like, what? you're killing it. The Red Hot Chili Peppers and now yeah. fucking Coldplay. <laughs> like, knocking it out of the park. I, 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 want, I want these people to horse I'm so more. happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> driving driving the nail fucking deeper yeah. like, into me and into these fucking <laughs> yeah. terrible bands. Well, like, according to Joe Satriani, the music and vocal melody from Viva La Vida, which is a shite song. It's fucking shite. Yeah. It really is a painful song. It's an in-ground toenail. It's a fucking... To be fair, that Joe Satriani song is fucking shite as well. It's like, shite. Yeah. It's shite as well. But his So he's got no vocals on it, yeah. but he plays he plays vocals with his guitars. So let's have a quick listen to Fuck fucking... Fuck off, uh, Sats. You know this stupid... You might have had the greatest fucking album cover of all time. That's well, it's, it's certainly it. not It's certainly it's not, not that one. Garbage. <laughs> so... <laughs> Give us a shot of... Uh, what have you this got for us? Coldplay? Yeah. Garbage. It's quite a, a predominant vocal melody. So let's hear Satriani's. Do 
Also, shy. <laughs> Garbage. We're just throwing two lumps of different colours shy yeah. at each other and yeah. seeing which one is more shy. <laughs> I, I, I tell, I give Coldplay one thing that their album cover is much better than Joe Satriani's. Way one. better. The album cover is good. It's like yeah. a painting, a Renaissance painting, or whatever like that. You know, yeah. you know, the little concepts. Go away with your concepts. And now, Coldplay have no problem borrowing, but the last time they borrowed before this was they took from Kraftwerk. Mm. But Kraftwerk don't like people taking anything from them yes so I think they, they said you can't take that and he went what if I got in contact with Kraftwerk so he sent them this was for the song called Talk by uh, Stupid Coldplay mm. I'm call him Stupid Coldplay now because I'm, I'm childish about this mm. they took from a song called Computer Love you know that do new 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 they stole that but they didn't steal it because they asked so they apparently they, people said to him you're never going to get that song off um Craftwork. Yeah. So he wrote them a song, wrote them a letter in bad German. He wrote them a letter in, in song in, form. In bad German. Like he's, oh, for real? Like really bad Google German. Google Translate job. That they thought was so grass that they just let him have it. Really? Grand, yeah, At least he made the effort. Like. So they, that would have been, they would have got something from that. Now, Cat Stevens got involved mm-hmm. when this court case was going on because Satriani went. He keeps coming up as well. Is he, he the new uh, Noel Rogers? I don't know. He's been in a few times. Maybe. Yeah. Imagine a fight between Cat Stevens and Neil Rogers. That's a fucking good fight. Yeah. You never know what Cat Stevens has balanced. in his locker. Well, fucking Noel, fucking big bass guitar slung across his back. No, he plays guitar. I know, yeah, but he's better at bass. <laughs> we talked about this before. He's so much So better. what happened was, right, I did listen to this song and Jesus Christ, it took me ages to find a bit because this Cat Stevens song is 18 minutes long. Oh. He has a, a song from 1973 called Foreigner Suite. Okay. And I couldn't find a bit he was talking about till I got it. And Cat Stevens was like, Horrible melody, lads. What are you fighting over this for? It's a horrible melody. Let it go. Let it go. So, anyway, Cat Stevens apparently said, I'll see how Joe Satriani gets on in court before (laughs) I do it. Really? And if Satriani had gone ahead, he didn't win. Well, it was dismissed, but there was an out of court settlement. Of course, there was. On this, because Satriani was not letting this go. This is the funny part of this whole story. The band denied it down to the ground. and they said, oh, Jesus Christ. Coldplay said, I've never heard that song. And to be honest with you, Joe Satriani's song lacks originality. <laughs> it sounds like the Ramones. I want to be a boyfriend. Imagine, <laughs> but imagine getting done. Imagine getting done for a song that you're supposedly robbed and went, there's no originality in that. I'm like, fuck off. But it's your song. So you're just saying your own song has no originality like, either. That, that sad song might not be original, but like, or shy. Like, it is shite, like. What a choice of words in, in that scenario. But, like, who could... Nobody could ever say that Joe Satriani isn't original, like. No. Like, he's... I just I just think it's a fucking bold move from a, a point of shite bags. That's fucking <laughs> insane. That's fucking insane. That's uh, mad. That's but really they settled, they so settled up. They, uh, yeah, they denied it. I'd love to know how much all these fans I'd love to know what it was. An unspecified settlement was reached. And the lawsuit was then dismissed. I think oh. that's how it's dismissed. The court, the, the, the win, I'm sure the judge is like, oh, see, his claims are set on the ground. Oh, yeah, that's get, 100%. Get this out of my face. 100%. Then, cause, cause Once the them. lawyers agree that they figured out themselves, the judge is happy. Because yeah. it clears up court time. They don't want it. They absolutely have no interest in it. They, want, they want it gone. Like. So uh, what is your next one? My next one, I believe, is probably the most blatant rip-off in the history of music. Looks like another few tours being thrown at each other. Pretty much, pretty much. Um... 
Yeah, it's absolutely two full loggers smashing each other down the laneway is what this is. <laughs> um, but it's absolutely, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal, of course. This is Chris Brown with a song called Yeah Three Times or Yeah Three X. Um, I, I looked it up. It's actually pronounced Yeah Three Times and he wrote Three X. Right. Um, versus Calvin Harris, a song called I'm Not Alone. Now, I actually like Calvin Harris. I know very little. This song is great until this bit happens. <laughs> That's a lift off. Um, I know he's a Scottish guy, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, so there was no court case over this one. This is fucky. I think he's from Dunfermline. Something. So there was no court case. Apparently... Harris said he was sitting down eating his cornflakes for breakfast one morning, had the radio on, as he always does, and this Chris Brown song came on, and he said he spat out his fucking cornflakes. Good like, fucking cornflakes. Like, what the fuck? They probably, it's probably Aldi version cornflakes. Not Calvin fucking, Harris. He's minted. Is he? Oh, was he back Jesus. then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Was he? I don't he's know. In the late 90s, he's been minted. <coughs> um, yeah. I, li- I like it. I like his mint. I have to say. Well, you know what it is? Well, I tell you what, when I looked him up, it seems to be, he seems to be an interesting mix of, like, producer... Songwriter, musician, fucking, he does a little bit of everything. DJ, kind of Mark Ronson, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with loads of Mark Ronson stuff. That yeah. Uh, yeah. thing he done, that fucking uh, Feel Roy, was it corrupt or mystical? That song is absolutely yeah. it's one of my oh, favorite yeah, songs brilliant. in the last couple of years. Um, out of all the songs I picked, this is 100 percent the most like brutally I, I ripped off. To it. It's it's shocking. There's no hiding it. There's nothing. There's a chance that loads of lifts, like in general, were kind of coincidental. Not this one. No, do you want to listen to it now? <coughs> Put it on. Yeah, will I have this, a big this cough? Is, yeah, and, um, <laughs> this this was shocking. I'm still. I already know the Calvin Harris song. I knew it before when I was listening. Going, Jesus Christ! I punched Rihanna in the face six times because I'm a scumbag. Sorry. Right, so that was Chris Brown, and now we've got Calvin Harris from a year before. I see the same fucking. It's even the same tone. That's ridiculous. It sounds like he actually just stole the exact sample. I mean, if you sample something, you can't get away with it. That's that's outrageous. It's blatant. Like there is no hiding it whatsoever. No, like you, you could the same way you can't hide bruises. Yep. Now, uh, or, or just marks all over your face. Yeah, it's it's the, it's the same effects, the same synth, fucking no for no, like across the board. Now it gets slightly weird because Calvin doesn't know what to do about it. So apparently he reaches out to Chris Brown, and he's like, "Listen, man, like something not happening here." So yeah. uh, you, you use the same um, like everything keyboard yeah. sound, yeah. And uh, apparently, what happened was they just became bestos. <sighs> they just became bestos, and uh, I think maybe if I read correctly, he gave him a songwriting credit. Yeah, he did. He gave him, he gave Calvin Harris a songwriting credit on yeah three times, mm. and uh, they were happy enough then. There was no court case, no nothing. They were just yeah, fucking fist bump. Shit happened, son. Who would, would you say? Is, who would you say is richer? Chris Brown. I don't think so. I don't really know anything about either of them, to be honest with you. Calvin Harris basically has a song out every three months, and it goes basically to the top of the charts. Really? Yeah. We're talking about people like Rihanna. Ha! Huh, Rihanna. His two songs Rihanna. Uh, Chris Brown has his own history, Rihanna. Scumbag! Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm, gonna, I'm about to crack open a can of this Mexican chocolate Yeti Imperial Stout. Holy fuckballs. Right, which is 10.5%. Uh, smash your point of Guinness there, and let's get moving on I this. I can't smash Guinness. I can't nail Guinness down. Why can't you? It's just, it's too thick. Yeah, well, you see this? 
This show has a fucking personality. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I'll move fast on it. I'll right. tell you that I'll move fast on it. But this is an Imperial Stout, and I fucking hate Imperial Stout. And I've got two of them here. Well, your, and I need your, help. Your story. I will. No, I'll help you. Your story has a sad ending because they became friends, and I don't like that. They became full on best. I was no, like, I don't like that. Full. Be- I'm gonna smell this Mexican chocolate. That yeah, makes me fucking. The sad. size of this can. These are like 13 euro each. I got these for my birthday. That's, like, that's bigger than a super can. Yeah, remember super cans? Yeah. yeah, I remember super. I don't know what size this is. Remember when Lilt was good and you could I drink a Lilt. super can of Lilt. pineapple and grapefruit. <laughs> yeah, this uh, doesn't really smell like it. And that's, I'm gonna not be. Oh, look how thick it is! Like old engine oil. Look at that. It's barely coming out of the can. It's crawling out of that can. Jesus, that's look like molasses. That. Look at that. What is going on here? I wish this, I'm gonna take a photo of this for the. Uh, that looks for the Facebook. That looks. Uh, looks like it's gonna be a bit of work. Oh yeah, that's why I need you to help me with it. I will help you with it. Like, if I ever come across some like big hefty mo, I'm gonna need you as well. Hang on, right, I took a picture of that, right, hang on. Oh, fucking hell, lad. Yeah. I'm afraid to drink that. Mexican chocolate stout. Mexican chocolate so, Yeti so, so Imperial Stout. Presumably the chocolate has some sort of spicy, spicy. Yeah, stuff. there's spice in it. It's a, there's another one there, it's Choi Yeti, and it's got fucking chili and fucking something in it. I am one of those cunts that goes into Starbucks, for start Starbucks, or wherever, and orders a Choi Latte. I don't know what a Choi Latte is. I really like them. What, what it's, is like it? a, it's, it's made of tea, Choi tea. Tea? Yeah. I've heard of chai tea. Just very creamy, and I like is creamy it? things in, in the <laughs> face. <laughs> so, uh, so was that the, was that the fucking? Uh, yeah, that's Chris Brown and Calvin Harris. The song, like I said, to me, that's the most brutal lift I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, get Lo- ready! Yes, I know. I, I know what you have coming up next. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty close. But this is not just a lift; it is it. Yeah, it is it. There's nobody, nobody would ever deny it. Well, both of mine start from the start. There, there's no point in even skipping to the bit. There. Oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Right, so hit, hit us with your next one. My one, my next one is "This Means War" by Avenged Sevenfold. That is from 2007, I think. No, it's later. Than that, isn't it's it? way later. Because I have 14. a copy of this album somewhere. I gave it to you. Just hail to the king or something. Yeah, 2014. Yeah. And uh, Avenged Sevenfold, I don't like them at all. It's listen. Let's let's get one thing straight. It was from my girlfriend. I know, yeah. She likes I, this. I got them for you. I got them for yeah. you. He gave me a little t-shirt yeah, now, didn't he? Yeah, I can't do this band, but yeah. You can't slag them? I don't know anything about them. Well, I do know that they're shite. Weirdly, musically, they're all very gifted. Oh, yeah, yeah, they can hear it in I the lads. I the singers now, but I don't know what the fucking name I is. Thought, yeah, he's one of these lads that wears sunglasses all the time, isn't he? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Isn't his name like Max Payne or something? He wears sunglasses all the time because he goes out with Chris Brown. <laughs> right, I'll let it go now. Chris Black and Blue. As his mates know him. Ah, stuff is funny. I hate him. Anyway, stuff is funny. Um, this, when I first heard this, I was like, sorry, hang on a second, lads. <coughs> Whatever about your music, it was never, it was all a mix of early Guns N' Roses meets, uh, like fucking, there's a little bit of Pantera in there. Pantera and stuff. It's basically a mishmash of all. Yeah, the best of metal. And I hated them because they were kind of emo looking as well. And I, I, I was, I was in the whole emo look stupid thing when yeah. it came out. I remember when I was DJing, I DJed rock and metal for seventeen years. And when they came out, I refused. Since you were like five then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Since, <laughs> since I was five. Since I was five, mm-hmm. um, I refused to play these because I just hated them so much. Yeah. And I thought they're gonna blow over. They never blow over. They became one of the biggest rock and metal bands in the world. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. So this album. Um, not Hail to the King. What's the name of the album again? Hail to the King. No, it is. Oh, it is. This means war. The album would came out. This I didn't know anything about it, so I'm just gonna play their. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna play their start their song. Wee, wee. 
So far, that's not too like. Um, so far, the, so dr- the drones average. are very similar to Metallica. Give it a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a little lull. Terrible. We got a little lull. Oh, and then even we have, the way that's slowing down. Yeah. Get ready. You ready? <laughs> lads shocking Bill if you don't know what it's ripping off so you have that intro with just the drums yeah. now imagine instead of instead of that yeah. good riff that's actually there you're dueling fucking Iron Maiden guitars yeah sort of sort of but then you have the breakdown and the the Stop. gap here we go now boys Get the fuck. Stop it. Yeah. Stop the lights. Now. I wish to get off. Now. He confirmed M Shadows, the guitar, M Shadows, the oh. stupidest names. They all have Higgerty, Bojan, Schnock, whatever the fuck they're all stupid little names are. I don't know. Maximilian Payne. Yeah, that kind of crack. He said he conferred with Heffield and he said it was okay if we... He did in his actual brown eye. I don't know if he did or not. He definitely didn't. And Metallica said it was okay. The hardest... The, the, the mo- they, they, they crucified children over Napster. Let, let's get They're- this straight. Metallica... Let, let's First of all, let's put everything on the table. If James Heffield turned around and said, yeah, of course you can use that riff. It's not up to James Heffield. He doesn't own that. No. Vertigo owned that. They own his music. Yeah. He is not Michael Jackson. Right, who owns fucking his own music? He's not Bono, who owns his own music. Vertigo own his music. He can't give permission to anybody to use his riff. I just mean, I think he meant. Can I do an ode to? Yeah. So this apparently this whole album is an ode to their favorite rock and metal music. Now I don't get this. Just do a cover, album, you Just prick. do a cover. Yeah. Do a cover. I don't understand because they go, they get to go out on stage and play to kids who presumably probably haven't even really heard Metallica not all of them a lot most eventually well, they, they will eventually most eventually Sevenfold fans will know this song and they'll be fine with what is happening yeah I wasn't really mad fine with it like the first time I ever heard this was at the after the official after show party that Warner put on for this album mm. which is where I got your fucking CD yeah. I didn't get that for I didn't pay for that <laughs> fucking right you Fair didn't to Warner. very good for that kind of stuff don't, I, t- don't tell me Mrs. didn't pay for it or I didn't <laughs> I, I stuck this on and I started just laughing yeah it's just I couldn't stop laughing at, at what was happening and then people are going like yeah and I was like what lads so I played uh, have you not been around like so the, I had to play the album through which is a really easy job for DJ to do just press play and take a uh, you know single it's changing from single to album on a CD yeah. deck and then you walk away and go to the bar and drink and have to for 40 minutes or whatever yeah, or yeah. else go outside because whatever just get away from this music and beautiful CD players these days have a repeat function as well yeah and the second time I played it when this song ended I played Sad But True after yeah. and I saw a few of the older heads going I get it I get it so this is like I said an album of tributes the same way that the Foo Fighters did a tribute to Holy Diver with that song Something Out of Nothing yeah that goes down ticker down ticker down 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 ticker down ticker down 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 he also played for the kids <laughs> well, that's five in a row that you've got him with. I think that's about five times you said that. Now. It's all going to come yeah. in. So nobody was saying anything. No one was saying anything at all. Metallica weren't saying anything, which is 
scary, to be honest with you, mm. that they didn't say anything at all. And it made me kind of think, okay, everybody is just happy with what, with what, is, what is happening now. Yeah. So I just have to be okay with it as well then. Mm. So whatever. Now, do you know who wasn't okay with it? Who? Rob Flint from Machine Head. Really? Yeah. My, he, my me. Is he happy? In general though? No. When you I met don't. him, what was he like? He's one of the nicest guys I've ever yeah, met. Yeah. Genuinely one of the absolute nicest guys. So I run a karaoke, a metal karaoke night and uh, while someone was singing Davidian, Rob Flynn and Machine Head walked in. <coughs> while someone was singing Davidian. It was incredible. It was an incredible moment. Outrageous. So the, 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 the night was wrapping up and they wanted to, uh, Machine Head wanted to sing, got up and sang. A few of the lads uh, wanted to sing. So I, I let them do it and uh, they stayed and we had a, uh, Whatever happens to a bar where the public aren't really allowed anymore, but the doors are closed and cigarettes get Never in. heard of it. It's a crazy phenomenon that... I've seen it in a film once. Yeah. They were... Uh, I, DJ, I DJ'd for a wrestling. I was like, fuck it, I'll stick on a few songs. And they were like, oh man, deadly, this is great. And I played like Tornado of Souls and they were all going mad. I know what Machine Head wanted yeah. to hear. And I played Black Sabbath because I knew that they're massive of Black Sabbath. Um, but the fact that we only know Rob Flynn for this kind of stuff, moaning about stuff online... He genuinely was honestly, honestly a lovely dude. He was dancing to Machine Head songs with <laughs> with, with fans. Like with, with, a po- with a point of a fucking Heineken or not Heineken, something like that. Like, no, he had a hop house, I think he had. Mm. And he was bopping around the floor, like singing his own lyrics really? and, like, to the lads. Giving and, it lemons to them. Now, to me, that would be shocking and embarrassing. Oh, I, I, that, my spine would jump straight out of my body. But yep. when you're there and you're looking at how happy he was making people, I was like, oh, whatever. So anyway, listen, my point is, online, Rob Flynn is a different kind of guy and he had something to say about this. So he came out and said, uh, congratulations to Avenged Sevenfold on their latest covers album, going to number one. Who knew that re-recording Metallica, Guns N' Roses and Megadeth songs could be such a worldwide hit? (laughs) This is funny for him, though, because a few years later, this last year, he was called out for his song, uh, Do or Die, sounds a lot like Dopes, Die, Motherfucker, Die. Now, he had the absolute most terrible response to that going who even listens to Dope anymore? That's a shitty thing to say. That's a grim thing to say. That's not cool. But I don't know. I think... He's very, very happy when he's out on tour yeah. and he's meeting people because people that met him will tell you he's just a lovely dude. He goes home, I think he sits on Twitter or whatever and just mm, says stupid shit. Just spills into it like. Just absolutely super shit. So mm. That's the only story I have in it is, is him because he's the only person who officially complained about it. I don't really have anything to say about it because apparently it was all sewn up uh, at the stage it was, I'm sure Metallica have toured with Avenged Sevenfold. Whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Metallica are still the biggest metal band in the world, yeah. and they will always we be. Will continue to be because yeah. no one will ever get, no one will ever top that. So that, they they will get known yeah. as the metal Beatles. That, however, the thing about Metallica right now is that they've got way more terrible albums than good ones, but oh, they still continue to be so fucking huge. And thankfully, the last double album wasn't really that bad. Actually. It was just middling. It yeah, was just it was middling, middling, but it was better than the shit that they come out with before. That, that. Yeah, that can all um, die in a fire. Event Sevenfold. This is the one I just didn't want to let go because it was wrapped up. Nobody said anything about it. No court case, obviously. Yeah. No one even really said anything apart from fucking Flinner mm. from Machine Head. So uh, who's your next one? I don't have to get a mouthful of that fucking chocolate stout with me. Good. That, I don't know. Is it spicy? I, no, I don't know what's going on. I don't think my brain can uh, handle it. Look at this. Do you know what this means? Pour a bit of, is that my glass? Yeah, it's your glass. Pour a bit of anything, I'll this, I, I honest to God think that here, you're getting a fucking mug of it, you prick. Sure, listen. Look at that. Do you know this the head one? is dark brown. It's literally coating me teeth, like, like there's a big, there's a big like film of like chocolate. It's actually like chocolate milk. That's delicious. 
I do think that's nice. That's delicious. That's, is that an imperial? Yeah, so I don't like do imperial. You know an imperial when it doesn't taste too much of licorice. Yeah, because you want because you want the dye. This is nine and a half percent. Is what it is. Ah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking maybe an imperial would be like 13, 14. <sighs> I'm sweating. That's that's really nice. Is it? That is actually really fucking know, I'm nice. I'm just drinking it. Go on, the Yeti. Oh, hang on. Are we getting sponsored by these? Not quite. No. Wait, next one. <laughs> no, but it's an American <laughs> company. They're, they're, and <laughs> yeah. I'm obsessed with Sasquatches, Bigfoots, and Yetis and all that malarkey. So I had to. Oh, yeah, you love all People that, have been talking about uh, this beer for me for ages. And I know the importers. I tried to get a free can and tell me to fuck off because it's like 15 euro a can or something. Should have told him that it was okay with James Heffield. <laughs> exactly, yeah, he said it's all right. Okay, so my next one is what I call Creepception. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, there's layers upon layers upon layers, and even Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't even know how it ended, right? This is just <laughs> outrageous. This is Lana Del Rey with a song called Get Free versus Radiohead Creep. Right. Okay? Now, this is fucking mad. Uh Del Rey claimed that Radiohead sought 100% royalties for this song. They said they wanted nothing to do with it. It's but apparently... It's, well, Parlophone owned this, don't they? I don't know. And they don't even get on with Radiohead anymore. They're nothing to do with them. So it's probably Parlophone. They wanted 100%. Radiohead said, nothing to do with us, I don't know what you're talking about. They don't even like, they don't even like that song. Right? And no. Yeah, they won't play it. And then, apparently, in real life, they settled for 12%. Radiohead said... This is real fucky. Radiohead said, there is no court case. Lana Del Rey goes on record during a gig and says, well, now that my court case is settled, I'm allowed to play this song again. Right? So, Radiohead want the 100%? Or someone to do with Radiohead want the 100%? Never happens. They get 12%. She said, fucking, there was a court case. They say, there wasn't a court case. Nobody knows what's going on. This is such a fucky thing in this whole podcast. It's absolutely it, insane. It's just lawyers and, and record executives and all that. Going behind the back. Like, not going behind the back, but getting what they think they can get money out of. Yeah. Now, why this is stupid is because, like, Creep by Radiohead. The, the, first of all, if you're going to lift a Radiohead song, lift a good one. Right? That is a good song. Yeah, but, like, a good Radiohead song. This is a good alternative rock song. It's not a good Radiohead song. Right? Yeah. Am I uh, right there? I, I like, this is the least Radiohead song. I right get now. it, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, they've done better since, so Fuck yeah. yeah. It's a great, it's a, it's, an, it's one of the best grunge songs from the 90s. Like, just, I'll yeah, say that. Garbage throwaway, fucking alternative rock songs. It fits uh, right in. It's just... It's a bit above that for me now, but Okay, yeah. right. I loved it when I was a kid. This is still, if you go to Spot, Spot, Radiohead, Spotify, this is still their number one song. Yeah. Which is mad weird, but it is. Um, It's still up there. There's no way that this was not a lift, because if you are a musician, you know this song. Right, even if you didn't know it was Radiohead, you've heard this fucking song. This is just one of those songs that will live forever. It will not die. Now, this is where it gets fucking weird. First of all, let's do it. Play, play Lana Del Rey because okay. I'm going to bring a wild card in now in a minute. Here's Lana. Oh, that card change. Oh, that one as well. Yep. When you're here before. Ah, yeah. uh, Lana. Tell me I'm wrong. I probably should have skipped before. 18 then. seconds. 18 seconds? 18 seconds. That'll do. Very creepy. Creep, creepy. Can I just say something before we move off? Yep. 
You know, when you're growing up and all your mates are like, you listen to all that mad depressing fucking Smiths and all Depeche Mode and Depressed Mode. Depressed ah. Mode, yeah. Uh, and I always said, listen, music is not depressing ever. It's just not. It's, if you're depressed and you listen to sad music, it can actually make you feel better. Yeah. And, or just at least fucking, it matches your mood. So I, I never understood that people listen to happy music when they're depressed. No, you absolutely do not no, do that. No, you don't. Ever. That's what so country si- music simple, was invented for. Like, simple yeah. bastards. Exactly. Yeah. That's what country music was invented And I always stood firm on this going, music itself is not depressing. But then I heard Lana Del Rey. Yeah. That is her voice. That is concentrated, bleak. It's, yeah, it's recorded very well. I love that. It's, it's, I it's love recorded sounds, brilliantly. Yeah, I love but that. Something about her voice. Now, here's what it gets. makes me actually depressed. Are you ready for this? Okay. That's right, because when I saw Cre- Creep right in this, I remember they had a problem with yep. that. Great song. Right? So that's the air that I breathed by Albert Hammond, yeah. right? It was popularized by the Hollies. The Hollies on the cover of it, which is mostly what everybody knows. So Albert Hammond sued Radiohead years ago. That song came out in 1972. He sued them and he got a songwriting credit on <laughs> Creep, right? So <laughs> if, if Albert Hammond, this is what I'm saying, Creepception. If Albert Hammond has a songwriting credit on Creep, and Radiohead have a songwriting credit for Creep off Lana Del Rey, Get the, Free. They, he should have just went straight to Lana Del Rey. Or is he dead now? No, I don't know. We have a junior. His son is doing the rounds. I'm not totally sure. That but means... That's more, that's more Lana Del Rey than Radiohead's was. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's just it's the melody, you know, yourself. Yeah. But in that, in Albert Hammond's estate, whether it be his son, daughter, her wife, whoever's looking after his estate, like, they now own a percentage, somewhere along the line, of Lana Del Rey's as well. That's mental. That is, yeah. That is a uh, creepception. Creepception. Yeah, 100% creepception. It's three layers deep at least. They're all stealing. They double dived onto the fucking into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently uh, the Radiohead sell for 12% of the Lana Del Rey song. I, I like that song. I that Lana Del Rey song. I like it a lot. Uh, I mostly like the way it's recorded more than the actual song. It is a jar of misery. Yeah, which I, I like every now and again. I do like that, but there's yep. something about Lana Del Rey that actually makes me go... Didn't she do the uh, Orange is the New Black song? That's really good. No, that's uh, Regina Spector. Ah, Regina Spector. Same difference. Not really. No. <laughs> in, in my head, I thought it was Lana Del Rey. That, but that Orange is the New Black song, I like a lot. That's a brilliant song. Yeah. I had that on my... Uh, TV themes until I realised it was a TV song. Which I is think it was a song well. song, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a Forced. song song. It is a good song, yeah. yeah I like it a lot. Uh, Roy, hit me with your last one. This is my last okay. one, yeah. And it is a uh, whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin. We knew Led Zeppelin going to come into this. Come on, for fuck's sake. It is known. It is known. Led Zeppelin, 1969, whole lot of love is supposed to be, according to a lot of people, You Need Love by Muddy Waters, 1962. But there's a little bit more of a fucking kink in the tail of this story. So um, I'm going to play these for a start. So you know how I love, but I'll play anyway yeah. for people that only listen to trap music. Right, and the muddy waters. I was thinking, that's 
the vocal idea and melody yeah. there. The riff isn't there. But then I read that the small faces covered You Need Love All right. in a much more rockier mm. style. Don't have time to find it now, but because we couldn't do this because the way we set up the playlist, we couldn't. Uh, yeah. So Small Faces released um, You Need. So uh, this is what I was thinking. Did, did, did Whole Lot of Love, did Led Zeppelin take from Muddy Waters? They didn't. You Need Loving, yeah? Yeah. I have it here. Have it Let's there. do it, right? right go on. Give, they're a rockier version of that one. Feels like spoil tap. Big long intro, small faces. I jump in. Yeah. Ah, that's where they got it. <laughs> that's where they got it. I turn it off. I can't take that's anymore. Fucking yeah, crazy. Get the fuck out right. of here. So I, co- I, co- I couldn't put that version on because it was technically money worse. You got no, a love section. That's what you got. Yeah. So, so to be fair to small faces, that's just a cover of money worse. Mm. And um, Led Zeppelin were huge fans of small faces. Of course. So that's where they 100% heard. And uh, Ian McLagan from um, Small Faces said, Robert would admit it. Like Robert Plant used to come to our shows. And when I first heard How Lot of Love, I thought, God bless him, he's singing just like Steve Hackett, but he just doesn't have that range. Mm. <laughs> oh, little little dig at the end there, ba-boom. So yeah, look, I thought for years that Maybe. there was just a Muddy Waters yeah, rip, but, but, there's, then, a middle, there's, but a middle there's, there's something in there in the middle. <laughs> and that version is basically Led Zeppelin that's a lift. ripping off. That's one. That's, that that's that's a, face is the Led Zeppelin, 100% lift. Yeah. No, yeah, no, absolutely. There's just no way. But but I didn't know that they were going. I didn't know there was a breakwater in between the called small faces in mm. this scenario. I thought they were yeah. going straight from the yeah, water. That's the missing break right there. And and this kind of I have to say this. This kind of sums up a lot of black music being stolen yeah. for just decades. Yeah, it was just easy to steal from the people who wrote that kind of music because it was. You bring that mix of like soul and blues and stuff like that and you put it in front of a load of 16 year old girls from England they just went mad for yeah. it if it was played that, by white lads there was a formula if there it was, was played a by formula, white rock yeah. and roll long haired yeah. lads and it's kind of like yeah there's loads of cases of Led Zeppelin sounding like yes like, they're probably their most famous case of like getting monstrously big maybe with a 50 bar- 50 mix of other people's stuff on their own. Bar Elvis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Elvis is hard to nail down. He just took a whole style. I also honestly believe that Elvis had very little to do with no, the music. No. I think he was just yeah. a lad. I love Elvis, but I think he was just shuffled into a fucking recording studio. Here's a song. Yeah. And he didn't know anything about it. And uh, then kept in America. Pretty and not much. allowed to move out. Yeah. Because that's, that's another story for a different podcast. Yes. So it's a great story for a different podcast. But uh, yeah, I found that small faces when I went, oh shit. Mm. So that's that's more them stealing from... It's a tough one because they're stealing from small faces, but small faces were only legitimately doing a cover. Yes. Well, they, they changed it up a bit, lyrically and musically, but yeah. it's, it's, it's you need love. But they put it's, that... It's a cover. It's it a cover. is, yeah. They put that, that style on it. And I know that might sound like... Double standards considered what I just said about Event Sevenfold. <coughs> but they call the song the same song. It's yeah. their version of that song. Yes. It's considered a cover. That's fine. So that's my last one. What's your what's your last one? My last one is probably a coincidence. 
Yeah, I listen to this and I'm not I'm not sold on it. Yet. Yeah, I'm I, really I, sold on it. A, a lot of people are. I'm personally not. I'm okay. Not. It's uh, Guns N' Roses. It is worth mentioning though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth a shot. It's Guns N' Roses, Sweet Child of Moyen versus a band called Australian Crawl and a song called Unpublished Critics. Now, the, uh, Sweet Child of Moyen came out in 1988 and Unpublished Critics came out in 1981. Um, apparently, I was reading an interview with uh, the singer from Unpublished, Unpublished Critics, uh, the band uh, Australian Crawl, and he said that he didn't really pay attention to Guns N' Roses at the time. Um, it was fucking American, fucking yeah, rocking, it, cocaine it, bullshit. Pretty much, that's pretty much what he said. He said he saw a video once for them, and they just looked like they were on drugs, and drugs weren't really his bag. They were so, so druggy. Yeah, but he said that wasn't really his bag. He was listening to other stuff at the time, so he didn't really pay attention to it. It was only in later years, in the last couple of years, when some a bunch of uh, Australian crawl fans start making loads of noise on the internet about it that he yeah. went off. Now he said himself. Whether they stole it or not, he said, I'm not going up against Guns N' Roses and Geffen Records. He said, I'm just not doing it. Um, they, they, Australian Crawl never got really big outside of Australia. They never made it. Um, I think they might have played outside of Australia, but they never got big. They were big in, in Oz. Like they made, they made the music Australia, wall. Like, like you were saying before when we were talking about like Russell Crowe's run. Australia's so big, you can just stay there. You can pretty much stay there if you want. It's, it's, yeah. it's a bit like fucking Germany to a degree. Like yeah. there's so many different areas in there. You could just tour forever and, yeah. and do okay. Now, I think it was about 2015, the singer finally fucking paid attention to people saying, listen, uh, unpublished critics is basically Sweet Child and Wind. Now, the, yeah, you have to kind of listen deep into this one. Okay, card wise, they're very similar, but it's the bass line in Sweet Child of Moyen is the same as the guitar line in Unpublished Critics. That's a stretch already. Yeah, but they are very close to each other. Yeah, like yeah, come on, play, play it now, and we'll we'll, we'll see. The bass riff. Great bass man. Considering the guitar is so prominent. Yeah, right now. Here, Australian Crawl. I can see the similarities are. Right. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Oh. Oh. All right. Lads. Okay, so, a lot of people made a lot of noise about this. Now, Dove McKagan put his hands up and said, lads, I tell you if we did. And Dove McKagan seems sound. He seems like the sound is Yeah, out, out of him. He yeah. put his hand up and said, never heard him until all this noise was made. Now, I, I think it is. I think the distance between Australia and America and the fact that Australian Crawl never really got big outside of America. Also, there's no internet for things to travel quickly. Like, like no. if you're going to rip off a band, like... like, Hang on, would, they, would Guns of Roses have even played Australia before mm-hmm. this album? I highly doubt it. Come on. Highly Come doubt on. it. Come on. I highly doubt no, it. No, I know this was a huge thing. So This is, is their first number one. It's worth mentioning because it, it was a huge yeah. deal for a while. Yeah, like Sweet Child of Mine, it was the freak song that made Guns N' Roses like the biggest band in the world for a long, long time, okay? Now, 
What I will say is that if you are going to rip off a band, rip off a band that no one's ever going to hear. Yeah. That, to me, will be the key factor in ripping off a band, okay? Yeah. So, that, much like we're talking about Chris Brown ripping off Calvin Harris, Calvin Harris is fucking huge, like you and said. some skin from some faces, but whatever. Exactly. But if you are going to do it, you should do it to somebody that nobody's ever going to hear, realistically. That, that, Chris Brown's a dumb bastard for that. He is a dumb bastard, but... Again, he we could be we could be dealing with a, a childish Gambino thing here, where he has no fucking idea. He just shows up and does the thing yeah. he's told to do. Um, Australian Crawl were entered into the Music Hall of Fame in Australia. Like they're, they're a big enough deal over there. Um, but is it? Isn't it? I think it's a coincidence. It's a strong coincidence. But it's, it's a strong fucking coincidence. Yeah. Um, it's once Duff came out and said, "Lads, hands up." Like I remember, we used to. Apparently, where Sweet Child of Mine came from, Slash had developed this weird guitar exercise he called uh, string skipping. Yeah, and that's he was just trying, trying to hit these fucking notes with the maximum amount of distance between them uh, um, on every different string, and that it was just a warm up exercise for him. And they kind of melodized it and turned it into a song, and yeah. that's where Sweet Child of Mine came from. And the bass line just sat in there behind. But it makes sense. You can actually. Realistically, if you if you play music at all, when you listen to Sweet Child of the Morning, you can hear how it's written. It's one of the rare examples I think of. You can hear where everything it's was a phenomenal. Song. It's bananas good, yeah. but I think for me, you can hear where everything in the song was written to fit in there. I don't think it's a lift. I just think that it might be some sort of weird universal fucking complexity. Yeah. Of Obviously, not a court case for that one. No one. Your man said, even if I did want to do it. I'm not going up against Guns N' Roses. Who the fuck <laughs> yeah. am I? It's yeah, exactly. Years. Where would you get the money to go up against? Exactly. This fucker probably works in a bleeding bookshop now or something. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And we only this only came to light in 2015. But that's my last one. Yeah. It's Guns N' Roses versus Australian Crawl. That was um, our uh, that was our plagiarism. Stop you thief mm. podcast. Halt thief. Halt thief. Hail to the thief. Land Del Rey. New song. Yeah. <laughs> Karma thief. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, right, that was it. We're probably going to do another one of them at some stage. Well, almost yeah, certainly do another fun. one of those. Uh, the, and we played music We actually got podcast. to play music. We will uh, figure out how to make it sound better and louder. By the time I'm fucking with all the compression and limiting on this, I'm sure it'll be just noise, but we'll yeah. see how it works out. Um, as always, you can find us on facebook.com forward slash lost art podcast. If you want to throw us um, some money, you can go to patreon.com forward slash lost art podcast. It's $5 a month. And with Trump going to do all sorts of shit to the Middle East, who knows? That might even be like, work out to be three euros a fucking month. Might be Iran, for nothing. Iran, Iran so far away. It ran so far away. Um, you could, uh, if you don't want to do anything, except just clickety-clackety, you can share out some bullshit on Facebook for us, or on Instagram, or on Twitter, or whatever. Wherever you do your social media in. We prefer Facebook, just because we can kind of track the metrics of it. It would be nice. Um, but tell your mates, and uh, that's about it. For yeah. That's the end of my birthday podcast. Happy birthday. Thank you. I got loads of good stuff, including this chocolate stout that's hurting me. That's nice. Lad, my whole, I feel I have to brush my teeth. Uh, do you know what it feels like? You know when you're a kid and you smell weed for the first time and you got big cotton mouth? That's what it feels like. And, and you run home and go straight into bed. And I get sick in the bed. <laughs> that's what happened to me. Um, uh, I'm not going to bed right now. I'm going to drink loads more. I'll have the crack. Good man. So uh, we will be back again next week with some more good stuff. Thank you very much for listening.